Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever. Mostly, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And today we have with us comedian, oh. improviser, co-star oh. of the off-Broadway hit <laughs> How to Be a New Yorker, and my first roommate in co- or best friend from college and roommate for years. <laughs> was, she, was she your first roommate? Uh, no. As an adult, yes. Okay, as an adult, uh, Olivia Jane Petsy, everybody. Ah, yay! What I, is up? Hi, I feel you sort of backtracked slightly you were like my fir- my best first best <laughs> first i, I think roommate. kevin i think if kevin introduced his mom there would be some uncertainty in backtracking when he would be introducing <laughs> them he, he never really na- like introducing our guests is not something that he regularly nails i'm like mom <laughs> no, you I go feel- by barbara right barb or barbara Bar- is it barbara <laughs> no that was a great intro thank you that's true we were we were we were first and best. Or we best were, and first. We were we, we were early roommates in college. Yeah. And we've known each other for fif- 16, 17 yeah. years wow. now. Yes. Yeah. Have, have we ever talked gosh. about how to be a New Yorker on the on the pod? I don't I, I, don't, I, know. I don't know. We've like get, mentioned it. We've mentioned it before because we've talked about how Kevin did shows for mm-hmm. a long time, but I don't think we've really gone in depth it would be well, perfect perfect thing to talk about considering the time. sex and cities about new york but why don't you tell us what it is well it was a uh it my friend um there's a producer carolyn rossi copeland who saw a show called how to be a parisian and she was like tried to license it and then she was like you should write a show called how to be a new yorker and so um me and my friend margaret wrote it and then we cast olivia in it and then um, it was a guy-girl sketch show, and I was the guy, and I knew it, Olivia would be amazing at it, so she auditioned, and then we performed it <laughs> off-Broadway. We when, performed you said, it off- when, you, when you were like, it was a guy-girl sketch show, and I was the guy, I almost was like, and I was the sketch. And then I was like... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we ended up doing it off-Broadway in Times Square for like uh, hundreds of shows, years. Yeah, literally years. years. It was and a great was, show. Great yeah, show. It was, great. Great. It was a and plan, I saw it, I saw it multiple times. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I remember, Corey, you came with your family and you too, mm-hmm. John, I think, and Katie's family. Yeah. And once 
um, during the show, Kevin, do you remember this? When I said to you on stage, I was like, I'm going to pee my pants. And yeah. you were like, ha ah! And I was like, no. And I mean, this was in front of everyone. There was nowhere to go. I was yeah. like, I'm literally going to pee my pants and I have to go pee right now. And everyone was like, what? And I left. I just <laughs> left. I left the stage. I, but then it wasn't like, okay, and then the bathroom was right there. I had to walk 800 like- yards through planet hollywood like an obstacle course american ninja warrior to get to the bathroom and it was because i was literally going to pee my pants and i i I just there was like nothing i could do once once we were on stage it was we were on stage for like an hour and 10 15 minutes yeah and uh we did it probably (laughs) 200 200 times together so it's like yeah it's actually pretty good numbers that 199 times you didn't go to the bathroom during the show <laughs> I, know. I mean and it wasn't just like it was I mean not that even if it was just like a regular sketch show that Bill would not have been okay but this was like a union equity show yeah. and I left in the middle of it to go pee and you just had yeah. to do something well what that, did, well, what I did, did you that. do Kevin I I don't I, I think like I think it was interesting because doing that we're Olivia and I are really <laughs> close friends and I feel like when you do a show like that so much, it's like, it was probably super nerve wracking and also just like, Oh sweet. Like get to like feel yeah. nervous again, you know? Um, yeah. so I don't, I don't, I don't remember, but I remember just, it was probably just like five minutes of me telling the audience, like, this is not planned. I don't know <laughs> how to explain to you guys that there's not like a punchline that is going to yeah. pay off. It's yeah, just like, gonna be a, she's just gonna come back with some toilet paper stuck to her shoe and it's gonna yeah. be awkward <laughs> yeah. i mean i I remember like that it was probably halfway through the show and i knew within five minutes of the show starting that oh i was not and i was doing that thing where you're where you start weighing your options i, I was like okay is there like a cut i mean it, and it was like the audience i was here and the audience was one foot away from me and the only thing separating us was a sheet but i was literally like okay, there's a bin that all my costumes are in. I was like, I can dump the costumes out and then I can just pee into the bin like really quick <laughs> while, Kevin, like, while Kevin is talking. And then I was like, maybe I'll just pee my pants. I have on black pants. I was like, I guess I should just pee my pants. And then maybe I'll like tie one of the costume pieces around my waist. And then I was like, no, but then I'm, but then I'm going to have to put that on later. I mean, I, I explored every possible avenue and the only solution was to straight up leave and, and go pee. So I did oh, it. Oh man. That, How we, many people... Well, I was going to say like the, the explain to everyone listening, like the, the audience demographic for this show. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I bet a lot of the people seeing it from someone who'd seen the show a couple of times probably were like, this has got to be part of the show. Cause I, I feel oh, like yeah. a lot of yeah. them were not like all the time theater goers that had seen anything like that happen before. I also like feel like maybe a couple of the audience members regularly pee their, pee their pants themselves. Yeah, dur- right? During yeah, the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. We had a, we had a, we had an older, an older, uh, an older audience of a lot yeah. of like tour, a lot of families that came mm-hmm. in from New Jersey and Long Island that, uh, it's funny. I think like our dream was like to have like this edgy show that was like this and that. And it was just like, <laughs> It's, it was, it was a really good, really fun show, but it was definitely like, it was like, you know, a sketch show about New York that was definitely like, just like bagel joke, you know, it was oh, like the most, it was but, wholesome. It was wholesome as fuck. What, what was, what was, what was like the raciest joke in the entire, in the entire show? Was there one that like was a little bit edgy? 
The joke I, that we were proud, I was proudest of was we made a joke about Dr. Zizmore, which yeah. if oh, anybody, yeah. the subway ad. Yeah. Um, what, I think it what was would you when say? I, well, um, during Is It Safe when I was that like sort of Sofia Vergara-ish mm-hmm. woman. Oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that part. Yeah, because there was a lot, of imp- like, a lot of improv and crowd work during that part. And I mean, honestly, we did the show for so long that I get, let's say the show was supposed to be 60 minutes runtime. Like that's how long the script was. That was how long every, you know, whenever we ran it, that's how long it was. That's what was advertised. And sometimes we would just get on a fucking roll and the show would be like 90 minutes long (laughs) because we would be doing so much like crowd work and improvising with people or, you know, leaving, uh, leaving choose the bathroom in the middle and adding, you know, eight to 12 minutes. That was like, yeah, it was. Is is any of it recorded? Can, can people, can people go back and watch it? I'll find. I think I have some on an old hard drive. I'll post. Yeah. Po- oh, post it. Post. Yeah. Post. And, um, post the one where Olivia leaves mid mid to go pee. Because I just want to see <laughs> you standing up there I, like Humpty Dumpty, just like looking around. I have a really, I have a really good performing question for Olivia. Okay. And it may just you might just say no, but okay. you performed at Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, yeah. For the past, I mean, before the pandemic. And one of the sketch shows that you did was an improvised musical about uh, celebrities or or yeah. about like yeah. historical figures. Yeah. And so someone would say like Helen Keller, and then you'd do a, uh, like a musical about Helen Keller, like Tiger Woods. Well, did well, you improvise a hip hop musical? It was mostly yeah. freestyle. It was mostly mm. freestyle rapping. It was called Sh- it's called Shamilton, an improvised mm. hip hop musical. So yeah. Did did you ever get a Sex in the City character? Because oh, I great. feel like well, Carrie Bradshaw or something. Carrie. Oh, what a great question. We probably, well, so, sometimes we would do a char- a character and that mm-hmm. was kind of fun. Like once we, once we did a, sh- a show about Steve Urkel, not Jaleel mm-hmm. White. Steve, Steve Urkel. Urkel, himself. <laughs> yeah. Steve Urkel. Yeah. Um, man, did we ever do any of the four actresses or the characters? Like I said, no, it could have been a, it yeah. just maybe was a no, but I was like, uh Carrie Bradshaw the improvised rap musical seems oh like God. seems like there would be totally something would have there. been inc- <clears throat> I thought I would have loved it I mean you know we'll pray for a future where shows can happen again and then <laughs> that will be the first thing that we can do you can come and just scream it at a deafening volume until we have no choice <laughs> until we have no choice but to do it like the people that would scream like <laughs> oh my god yeah we would be like no thank you and they were like ah, <laughs> and then you know like how we did do an Anne Frank show and it was my favorite show that I've ever done in my whole life and it's the show that I'm no offense to have being a New Yorker but that Anne Frank set is actually the show that I'm most proud of doing in my wow. entire life so, so yeah. listener if you ever go to an improv show you heard it here first just scream Anne Frank as many <laughs> times as you can as loud yeah. as you can <laughs> totally it'll be the improviser's yeah. favorite show that they ever do I think that was like a one time special <laughs> <laughs> like a very very special <laughs> moment in time right um, place right time Olivia tell us your yeah. relationship with Sex and the City <laughs> love it i was just telling kevin recently that i had a facebook memory pop up from i don't know the the early days of facebook and i'm not going to tell you exactly what it said because it will be a spoiler for the series finale but it said um if you don't immediately start bawling when and then i said this thing and i was like you are a fucking monster 
And oh my god! Yeah, I didn't. I started watching Sex. I started watching Sex and the City in college <clears throat> because when did it start airing? What when did it air? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay, yeah. So I was in middle. I was in middle school. So I started watching in college because we didn't have HBO or anything when I was in high school. We were like, my parents were very into like <laughs> reading books. Um, <laughs> and then you know, caught up on all of it. Fucking losers. It. <laughs> Seriously. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think the thing is? Like, I would like to hear some. I would love to hear guesses. Oh, yeah. I'd love yeah, to hear guess guesses from you, from Kevin and Corey. Yeah. So wait, it's it's if you, a memory. If you says, don't, if you don't ball you don't, when when X happens, then you are a fucking monster. I think I know mm -hmm. what it is. I think it's. It, I think Steve gets a second chance at draining a half court shot, and I think in front of all of Madison Square Garden, nothing but net, just orange rain, cashes it in. Wow, just orange rain! I'm never gonna forget that. <laughs> That's okay. pretty good. All right, guess uh, guess is noted. Knowing knowing you, I don't think I don't think that you don't think it was someone coming. <laughs> Someone... Isn't that what John just said? It's Steve having no, 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 like, no. <laughs> That's not what he means. No, that that is very, that is oh very, um, gosh. that Wait, is very I par thought... for, for for the course for our podcast. But no, mine is him shooting a basketball into a basketball hoop. Okay, well, just everything that you, I was like half court. I was like, okay, yes, this is all like making sense with all of these things i was like he's really he's only like operating on 50 percent capacity so i thought that that's what you meant oh, oh my gosh, my gosh. i like i like he's... yours a lot yeah. better it's oh just a God. scene of steve getting off a close-up of his face <laughs> oh and, you, and you just weeping just, just crying wait you thought a half quart of cum that's what you thought he... <laughs> I oh thought... you thought half quart <laughs> do you do you know something oh about do you know something special about Steve? <laughs> that would just be guys, so we know that he has crass, even for how crass yes. we are. That would be so okay. aggressive. Okay, that's why. And I was just like, honestly, I was like, John is fucking quadrupling down on this one ball thing. I was like, I was like, it's like half court. Like, uh, he he only has like one. Oh, and then oh. orange rain. It's yes, like what? Yes, and like what? you're like it's got to be orange because he's got some sort of problem. Oh my I gosh! Like, I, I was like, I don't know. I was like, okay. I was like, maybe I don't know. Orange is like this Irish thing. Maybe it's like oh. this thing that I don't get, or it's like cousin Miranda. I was like somehow. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Wait, and then when I just said Steve coming, and then there was the most <laughs> deafening silence in the history like, of time. I need I I want to go back and just watch your face as I'm talking about that because I'm sure you're just <laughs> judging me very hard if that's what no, you're thinking. No, we, I think the I think the real issue that I was enthusiastically like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's I, so will, funny. I would I would what weep if mean? he had a chance to like shoot a half court shot at the next game. And yeah. he missed it. And so I'm saying it's going to be the total redemptive arc. He's going to and, go back to the okay. New York Knicks basketball game. And yeah. he's yeah. going to shoot a basketball from half court line into the yeah. basketball hoop. And then yeah. the orange rain, John, would be like Knicks colored confetti dropping from the sky or something. Yeah, man. Just like, yeah. just like make it rain. Oh, you know, it'd be really wild okay. would be if he gets <laughs> all the way back to, to do the Knicks half court shot. <laughs> And like he gets up there and like he's on the jumbotron and then he just, he just comes, comes and fills up corn. I mean, 
I I really thought I was like, look, I was like, this is like an amazing metaphor. He has Dude, one ball. He can we, only even do a half court shot. I we really need to reach out to David Eigenberg and just get and just film that scene. Oh my god! We need to play I, this for him. He'd be like, I don't know if I want to do this podcast anymore. Oh my god! Oh my god! I, you know what I wish you could do? I wish you could just get John Early to do Steve. Oh my gosh. Have you seen I his impression? Do- it's so his- good. It's incredible. He sent me a personalized video a few, like two years ago. Oh, like, when, yeah, he, when he was doing those. Yeah. Do you have it by any chance? Yes. We oh my should. gosh. Oh, let's, we'll, we'll watch I'll it. That is, yeah, watch yeah. it when we take a break. But I want to hear yeah. real quick before we watch oh, yeah. the episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Kevin and Corey, what are your guesses? Um, yeah. My guess, um, I'm my serious guess. It's like if you don't ball at this moment, I guess my serious guess would be uh, Miranda and Steve getting together, like kissing in the laundry room and then her being like, I love you, Steve. And then Steve. And then Steve brings out like from a restaurant, one of those like court, like a court (laughs) from a restaurant, like from like a restaurant kitchen. Gets a ruler and a a sharpie. Get a ruler and a sharpie. He measures half of it. Yeah. Uh This is just a candle, but look at that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh gosh. No. Okay. Okay. Good guess. Kevin. And then, and then orange rain, (laughs) it it comes down. It's Miranda's hair dye, but it's covered. It just, yeah, it comes down. That's that's my Um, guess. I don't see you as a big fan or or a like Carrie storyline crying fan. Mm. And I especially don't think that if you saw that memory, you'd be like, oh, my gosh. If you were back then, I feel like now you'd be like, eh, probably not. Oh, what gave that away? Literally everything about my personality. (laughs) (laughs) So is it? Hmm. I've Hmm. done some digging. Um, I I feel like it's going to be something with... uh, Something with Kristen Davis and, and Harry. Um, oh. I, I something to do with maybe like I, like a, a baby related. Maybe she gets pregnant. I don't know. You'll ha- some, you'll find out soon. Um, okay, we we've uh, we've we have had quite a few. Ch- I am sweating because I'm laughing so hard. But we're watching <laughs> we've been, we've been season six, horn. episode fifteen. The episode yeah. is Catch Thirty Eight. Let's uh, let's watch this. Uh, pull up the the John Early Steve video when we come back. Yeah, and I'll get it. I'll we get will it. Uh, we'll be back with Olivia. Yay! We'll be back. Episode eighty nine, catch thirty eight. Harry discovers that Alexander has decided not to have any more children. Miranda and Steve go on their four day honeymoon to a remote inn in upstate New York. Baby Brady sees Charlotte and Harry having sex. Samantha uses Smith's fame to get her an appointment with a well-known female oncologist. And now, back to the boys. And we're back. <laughs> Yay! Wow. Welcome. Welcome it was back, a catch everybody. 38. It was a catch 38. Everybody caught 38, 38 times. First question. This is the most yeah. important question. Who here has read Joseph Heller's Catch 22? I have started it three or four times and I have <laughs> never finished it. I had to read it for school and I got I did the first hundred pages and then went to Cliff Notes. <laughs> it's really funny. It's like a really funny book, and I keep meaning to read it in adulthood, and I clearly haven't done it well, yet. I'm gonna add that to the list. I've never read it. It's great. The one chapter that stands out to me, which relates to this episode, um, which is about, you know, kind of dealing with 
your life and getting older is there's a guy who's so scared of dying that time goes slower if you look at a clock. And so he just spends his entire life looking at a clock to make life seem like it's going mm-hmm. by slower. So it'll, so it'll be like longer till he dies. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's written very funnily, but then also I've thought about that before. I'm like, Oh man, it's, he's just, yeah, it's, you know, kind of reminded me of that episode. The like, wait, what, what, I'm sorry. I missed that. What was that from? That, that was is in the book. In catch 22? Joseph Heller's catch 22. Yeah. Where, yeah, where yeah. did that, where did that term come from? Is it from the book? It's yeah, a military a, term, I think, in the book, right? Uh, well, I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure in the book we can confirm this, but there's like, um, it, it's it's made up in the book. It's like a satire of war and stuff, and it's like if they do something, something happens, but if they don't do it, something happens, and it has something to do with I war. Will- I- I will read the definition right now if you'd like to know. Yes, yes, yes. A catch-22 is a paradoxical situation from which an individual cannot escape because of contradictory rules or limitations. The term was coined by Joseph Heller, who used it in his 1961 novel, Catch-22. An example is, in needing experience to get a job, how can I get experience until I get a job that gives me experience? Brantley Foster in The Secret of My Success. I'm sorry, that is not a catch-22 at all. There is a the obvious solution is if you are a white man, you can have any job you want at any time. <laughs> not not a catch twenty two at all. And yeah, there we go. And there you yeah, totally I was true. about to say I was go. like, that's so funny. That hasn't really been difficult for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, was that yeah. a white man? Was that a white man who wrote that that example? It it was a white man that wrote that example. Yeah, yeah. the secret of my success. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. Notice, notice, that I, notice that I didn't say that I've read Catch-22 or plan on reading Catch-22. <laughs> wow. I've, re- I've, read, <laughs> I've read enough. I've read en- enough of those books in my lifetime. Yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm reading Chicklet forever from now on. What's, what's Chicklet? Oh, oh you Chicklet. Yeah, Chicklet. Chicklet. You see what I did there? I yeah. misunderstood what you were saying the same way that you <laughs> took half court to be a half court of Steve's baby juice yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, his, of his orange shampoo and soapy uh, yeah yeah Ooh. you know what's also All you right. know what's also funny and then you and then john can do the breakdown but sometimes we will like just through serendipity we'll banter about something before and it ties into the episode and this is one of the top ones we've ever yeah. had this was dealt with more totally. steve come than oh my any. gosh it really did <laughs> he just wanted it to really <laughs> did i know yeah. When it, when I realized what was happening in the episode, I was like, yes. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, speaking of the episode, John, why don't you give us a little rundown of the episode? I got I got you. So the obviously the episode uh, Catch 38 was a playoff of Catch 22, which Olivia has never read. Uh, but we learned is a, a situation that there is no, uh, there is no winner. It's a lose-lose. Carrie asks, um, why are we shouldn't in all over ourselves. She talks about um, should versus could and the peer pressure of uh, choices that people have to make. Um, And I guess there is, I'm trying to think, there's not really like a ton of catch 22s in this episode. Samantha deals with trying to get a second opinion from a chemo doctor uh, Mm -hmm. who is particularly really, um, really booked. She finds a way out and that is um, bringing in her boyfriend, Smith Jarrett. Um, Carrie is in the, is the one who's in the real pickle. Um, she is trying to decide if she wants babies. Um, she doesn't know if she wants babies, 
Um, and uh, she has to have that conversation really early on with Petrovsky, who is a hard no on babies. He got a vasectomy and he is not willing to reverse it. Um, Charlotte is, um, hers is the weakest story in my opinion, but um, she's babysitting Brady and Brady sees her and Harry having sex. And lastly, Miranda is at the Mohonk Mountain House on her honeymoon. And Steve is wanting to give her some of that um, half court juice. And she is not uh, feeling it. She is, she wants to go back to business as usual, watch her dateline, listen her NPR, and not just have sweet love making with Steve all day long. Um, mm-hmm. Let's start with Harvey Weinstein, shall we? I mean, if we want to talk about, if we want to talk about, oh, yeah. <laughs> We always talk about this show not aging well and the things that do age well. And that's a reference that really flipped on them. Mm-hmm. It'd be, if, and, if they filmed it now, it'd be like, fuck, Harvey Weinstein's at this party. Let's get out of here. Right. Get out of here, Smith. <laughs> yeah, totally. I screamed when she said that. I really Man. screamed out loud. I did too. I, 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 I uh, was it's, very much like, oh my gosh. I in, know. In, like, in a very real way, it's just, it, it doesn't, it, you know, like it's been so covered now and now he's actually, it was such a dramatic shift that it, it still is just so insane. The sea change of like, of just the commonality of his name and his mm-hmm. work. And then to be like, oh, he was systematically like terrorizing hundreds of people. Like it's, it's just, it's, if an alien came here, it would just be like, what the fuck happened? Like, it's just so hard to wrap your head around. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's synonymous. He's like literally synonymous with Predator forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, that was a wild moment. I really screamed I, uh, in like disgust and also like kind of in this weird like glee of like, ah, it was like so bad that it was like, yeah, kind of exciting in a very oh, t- strange way. Do you know what totally, I mean? Totally. Cause yeah, cause you don't expect like, it's like the Sex in the City things where they're like, he's like a young Donald Trump. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yeah. oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like, that's crazy. I didn't, no one, no one thought that that line would become what it was today. Know, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. The, yeah. Um, I, the reason I know that every outfit girls posted about that, I think the day that he went to, when he got convicted, um, mm. when Harvey Weinstein did, they posted that. And, it's oh. just one of those things like spoiler alert, but then you forget, you know, it's like, oh, when's that happened? I totally forgot. And then that was there. I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, totally. There you let's, go. let's start with the Charlotte storyline because I think that one was the weakest. I like, uh, I, it was kind of a throwaway storyline for me, but essentially she acts as kind of the encourager for the angel on Carrie's shoulder to like try mm-hmm. to make Carrie think that she wants a baby trying to make her a baby person and then like the the extent of her storyline is she and harvey or harry have sex (laughs) different show Uh, i bet harvey tried to have sex with her somehow i'm sure her and harry have sex in front of uh while while he had a quarter a quart a quart of cum into a plant Mm -hmm. yeah And, uh, yeah, yeah, in front of, in front of, in front of baby Brady. Yeah. I, um, I, I would, one thing I would say, John is like, I agree that the, the sex in front of Brady is a little bit of a weak storyline, but, and one of our listeners commented on this on our Instagram, the playground talk with Gary and Charlotte, I think 
is a pretty strong moment in the episode and maybe in the series. That's like mm-hmm. for where we're, I mean, before we started recording, Olivia was like, wow, did that make you guys contemplate <laughs> a lot of things? And like that to me was such a, I was going to say like a New Yorker's conversation, but that's just someone in their, in their middle, late, like, like middle, late thirties, just being like, do I want kids? Am I a kid person? Do I feel like I want them just because I should have them? Like what mm-hmm. is going on? So like, I think yeah. that brings a little bit of heft to her story. I think, I think that that um, scene at the playground is honestly, I'm not even using this word lightly. Like that's an iconic mm-hmm. moment in television mm-hmm. for two successful um, career uh, driven, you know, for some or all of the show, you know, I know Charlotte's priorities have like shifted and changed, but for two women in their late thirties to openly be discussing that because Corey, it's, it's exactly, it's everything you just said. It's all of those things, but also then there's the very, very real physical reality for women who are thir- who are 38 and, or, or, mm-hmm. you, you know, um, once you're 35, you're having a geriatric pregnancy. That's like mm-hmm. what it's called medically. Mm-hmm. Um, so like an incredibly pa- powerful moment, even if, you know, now in 2020, I would sort of write that conversation a little bit differently, like for the two of them to be really openly talking about not only all the stuff that um, that you just said, but to be talking about also acknowledging the, the physical realities of mm. that happening, because, um, that's just something, you know, that um, women have to, or any birthing person with a uterus mm. and ovaries ha- has to really, really think about and consider it's it's not as simple as, um, oh, but then I can't go on vacation anymore. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a thousand times like more complex. And when they were having that conversation, I wanted to like cheer because I was just you know, I'm, I'll be 35 next month. And this is like a, this is a reality. And this is a reality mm-hmm. for my friends and, um, and for all um, people in this position. I have a question, yeah. Olivia. Did, did yeah. you've, you've seen this sh- series all the way through and you yeah. watched it when you were, when you were significantly younger than you are now. Yeah. Did, do you remember that, that scene, like when you were watching it in your early twenties? And if so, did you watch it differently then than you did now and like and and what were you feeling back then and like what were you feeling now like were there yeah. different noticeable differences well that's that's a great question because it's really interesting to think about my 20 or 21 year old self watching it as opposed to now my almost 35 year old self watching it and i i do my strongest memories of the entire series are of sort of this back half of season six um mm. i remember this like really 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 vividly uh, and I think it's probably because a lot of it was like this episode really grounded in, a, mm-hmm. you know, a serious, serious reality for people in general, but for obviously women specifically. And I feel like some of the fun and frivolity of earlier seasons is a little bit um, sort of they've sort of moved on from some of that in a way that to me feels very, very real. Um, it feels like part of normal aging mm-hmm. and I love to see women age on screen and talk about the realities of physical <laughs> aging. Um, I love for people to talk about that. And yeah, I don't, I definitely don't recall watching this when I was younger and having the thoughts that I'm having now about it. Mm-hmm. I think I was probably like, yeah, you do, ha-, you know, that. Um, and then because then when Carrie 
And Samantha talked and she's like, well, what about all the things you can do? You know, travel, financial comfort, et cetera. I'm sure that at the time I looked at it from a lens of like, oh, you can have a fabulous life or you can have kids. Kids, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, fab or fam, which mm. I cannot believe they missed the opportunity to call the episode that. I know. But, now, <laughs> but, you know, now I'm watching it, obviously, with my, you know, the last 15 years of my life experience and also, you know, what I do um, for work which is that I'm a doula and a childbirth educator. So, you know, also looking at it from, from that lens, I was so glad to get to watch this episode. It's like, I my know favorite it's perfect. Stuff. I, I yeah. thought about that as that happened. Cause we didn't even talk about that up top, but I was like, this yeah. is great. There's so much stuff about like babies and pregnancy and age here that like, I'm sure you see so much being in that profession and in that profession in New York, because it yeah. is a place where, I mean, everyone everywhere, I think statistically or people are having kids later, mm -hmm. but that's, I feel like always been a question in bigger cities like New York. Totally. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And it's really I, interesting how they frame, you know, Petrovsky is, it's a very, it's very easy for him to say no. And it's not just yeah. because I, and I, I wish they would get into a little bit more how it's not just that it's easy for him to say no, because he's already had that experience he doesn't also have the very real you know biological um constraints that that mm -hmm. women have he can he can shoot a half court shot when he's you know 95 if he, yeah. if he <laughs> wants and you know a, a vasectomy is reversible um to yeah, ligation right. is not you know so it's um yeah, so interesting. Oh, I love this show. I think there, mm -hmm. I, there's I, very few. Sorry, there's very few subject like subject matters that would that I think would like progress through 15 years and be yeah. like like where a woman or any anyone would watch it and experience it like very differently than yeah. that subject matter. You know, mm -hmm. than like the mm -hmm. idea of. Uh, motherhood especially like the the like you mentioned the biological clock that women in their mid to late 30s are approaching with that i think it's just like a really you you summarize it really well it's like a step up in the maturity of the show it's like not yeah. have carrie get high and eating chicken on like a roof somewhere but now she's like confronted <laughs> with this very real problem yeah. that like almost every single you know woman that, of that age has probably thought of but yeah, and that's, the thing that it's only two months in, they have to have this conversation on it. Like that, that's real. That's very, the, very yeah. real. Yeah, that happens yeah. with a lot of my my friends who who are you know dating women of that age. I'm like, mm -hmm. you have to respect that. Like you have, I've encouraged several guys to be like, you have to have that conversation sooner because yeah. these mm -hmm. women are a certain age, and that that's something that you need to just like step outside of your comfort zone and have that mm -hmm. conversation. Uh, and, and I encourage guys to start that conversation because mm -hmm. like that, that's a really real thing. And mm -hmm. if, 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 if they're at different, if they're approaching it from different angles, it's like sever the relationship, go your separate ways because like battering your head against this thing is not going to lead to a happy relationship in my opinion. Mm -hmm. and that is a, an, op that's that's an that's opener on all my dating profiles. All my dating <laughs> profiles just say, let's have the conversation about us having kids right now. Oh my but, God. How, I how old are you? Couldn't swipe fast enough on you if I saw that. Thank uh, you. On You're one welcome. hand, that's a joke. On the other hand, when Tinder started out, that would have been like some, that would be insane. And now that's, that's just a, a thing you can have on Hinge. Once kids is just yeah. a thing you click for that, for that oh, very really? reason. Yeah, it, it says like 
alcohol, yes or no, pills, yes or no, smoking, yes or no, yeah. and one is have kids, open to kids. Wait, is, isn't the pills like like do you do drugs or yeah. is it like yeah, do yeah. you take? Are you is it, it means, like saying, do you are take you ibuprofen before okay. bed if you have like a headache or something? <laughs> yeah, it's um, like do you take baby aspirin because your heart is bad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think I think yeah, that is. I mean, it's, that is. It's interesting because it's like that was probably something that was requested by users after a few years of being like, this is like, I want to be able to use this dating technology and I want a simple way to have this conversation that's not awkward because I've gone out with yeah. some, you know. They're um, filters. Yeah. It's filtering. Totally. The, the thing what do you I, guys I, have? Corey, Corey on, on, your dating, on your dating profile, what do you have for kids? Where am I? Kevin, what do you have? What what do you have? I'm curious. I just didn't. I just didn't answer it. But I, I, I'll read mine right now. You can choose whether to answer it or not. And my this is this is why my birthday is tomorrow. So like maybe I'm in more of an existential place than I normally. Happy birthday! But I remember talking to my mom one time, and she was like, "I was like, how do because it was about like having adult kids, and she's like, I really like having." you kids as adults. Cause like we're, we're friends now. And I was like, how do you, I was like, if I don't have kids, like I'll be like for a long time, then I'll be, I'll be like 75. Right. And she's like, yeah, she's like with that. She's like, you kind of her experience with kids. She was like, we had to like do something before we wanted it in order. Yeah. And, and it was like, we're, I think we're so accustomed to, I am at least like New York brain of like, I want these five career things, but I also don't want to be old when my kid is 16. And it's like realizing in this episode that it's like, yeah, that's actually a very real thing that you have to, it's like not checks and balances. It's there's costs, costs and benefits. It's not just like, um, and for a show that was so much based on, um, you know, very progressive in these certain ways or pushing these different things. It is interesting for them to like have very real conversations about like what, what those other things mean. Like they, they're actually have like very dramatic real conversations that aren't just like, look, they have it all. They like sit down and be like, Oh shit. Like this shit is real. And at this age, all of our friends and everyone we know is having that conversation in some way or another, whether Mm -hmm, they want to or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Mine says, um, mine says yeah. don't have kids and want kids, but you can hide mm-hmm. which things you want. Like you, cause if you put them all, it's just like a long list of things. Mm-hmm. So but my what, thing that says oh. don't have kids is shown, but if someone was to filter out, like I only want to see the guys that want kids, I would come up in there. Nice. Also, I've got how much I can bench and squat in there too. <laughs> if that's oh, yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then and you, you blew Mick Jagger. You know yeah, it's got, yeah, yeah, that I got backstage at a Stones concert. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. And Blue nice. Mick Jagger. Yeah. You know what I think is really interesting, John, actually, that I'm just kind of thinking about right now? Um, when you said, you know, what did I think of this when I watched it in my early 20s? Like, what I would want to ask, I'm, I'm asking this of myself, but I'm also asking this of all of you. Do we, does everyone in this chat or call, pod, whatever this is, do you have a, <laughs> do you have a super solid understanding of how and when someone with a uterus and ovaries can get pregnant? That's a great like, question. Not, you know, not like, when you, you know ask I mean? it in that way. No, yeah, what do you mean? Yeah. I don't well, know what so you I mean. mean. No, we so actually, 
we actually but, talked the three of us and the reason we wanted you on the podcast tonight <laughs> is to yeah. explain all of that um, good, good good yeah okay well i'm i'm and i'm i know that this might sound like i'm it's like a facetious <laughs> question but i'm i'm being so yeah no no, no that's that's I a great question do, do, you know like do you have a solid understanding of how someone gets pregnant because no. i can i can and that and whatever if you're like yes then okay great but i can tell you I'm, when i watched this when i was 21 i had i went to a quite you know progressive school i'm from the northeast like we had comprehensive sex ed i did not i, I was raised catholic but i was not at all you know raised in like an abstinence you know scenario my mom's mm-hmm. a nurse she's an incredibly open person i feel that i had an incredibly solid understanding of reproductive health but i can certainly tell you that when i was in my early 20s i did not have a solid understanding of how and when someone gets pregnant i wasn't like in mean girls where it's like you have sex you're pregnant and die of right. i think yeah, you, yeah. i think so, everyone here has a more so what is it thing i what is it well so th- what i'm what i'm getting at is that there's an inc- there's an incredible there's actually like an incredibly small window where conception is possible mm. and it's um it's like very it's incredibly specific there's like a million factors and all the factors have to go right and mm. so the reason i'm saying that is because i'm like i also think that isn't it true that like the the highest ovulating day or the when the woman is the most fertile for ov- like when they're ovulating there's still only a 30 percent chance that they'll yes. that you'll get pregnant it's like yes. crazy low it's, yeah yes it's wow. like it's, that's true like truly the um you know probability of pregnancy and then we could even get into then pre- you know pregnancy um that's that would show up on a pregnancy test pregnancy to term you know it's that there's many many mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that go into this but the reason i say that is because i'm like part of what i think is very powerful about them talking about this is i'm mm-hmm. like do we in this country do we even understand reproductive health do we even mm-hmm. <laughs> like do we even have a grasp of this where we're just like yeah you're 35 and then it's all over for you or you're you mm-hmm. know you're 38 or whatever i'm like i don't even right think that we have a nuanced understanding of i'm going to use the word woman but what i really mean is anybody with a uterus and ovaries i really don't think that we even have a full understanding of Mm -hmm. what that health like what that health entails and i think then that speaks to why we get into these conversations kind of of like oh well you can either um you can either have a career or you can have kids and that's because nothing in our sort of system or country or world like is designed to be supportive of entire body health mm-hmm. and that's in- the platform on which i'm running for <laughs> so so you got my vote Thank is you. it is it right like your it's got to be like a few days before you have your period it has to be when you're most fertile right because that's when when you have your period it's the thing f- two weeks it's two weeks after after the period right yeah Okay. Yeah. 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 Listen, I am, I am very serious. This is a subject about which I am incredibly, incredibly passionate. And I feel like this is sort of a crazy thing to be like li- listeners, but like, I'm serious. If you want to have a more nuanced understanding of reproductive health, whether that's of your own body or of the body of someone else, I would sincerely love to talk about that and share resources. Cause I am extremely committed to that body literacy which is understanding our Mm. own bodies is the most one of the most powerful tools um that we have Mm. so coming yeah kevin you have to it's around your fertile window is around ovulation it's leading up to it and then immediately when it happens so 
don't is know. It, yeah, isn't this just is there any? Thing? Is there it's any? So, it's so interesting too. Tying it, tying it back to Sex and the City, it's so yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. too that this is also Samantha's storyline, where she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like how yeah. how can I have how could I have gotten cancer? And she like almost yeah. in the same way you're saying doesn't fully understand the body, where like yeah. the doctor says it, it's a higher risk for those that don't have kids. And she internalizes that as as a bit of an attack and, and kind yeah. of seeks a second opinion, which I support that she should have done that. Mm-hmm. But it's like it, I wonder if there if if people understand that and like the the nuances of of what she yeah. experienced as well. It's it is fascinating. Is there 100%. truth to that? It feels like a thing that was in a, a New York Times article <laughs> and was retracted three years later. My, my, so my understanding of that is that there is truth to that and that it has to do with, um, hor- hormone levels. Hormones. That yeah, you, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So for example, I, I, this is not correct. I don't think, but mm. it would be something along the lines of like, if you've never had a pregnancy, you might, um, and again, I'm making this up, but it would be something mm. like you have, you have more estrogen in your body, for example. And if you have right. higher estrogen levels, then it would be linked to breast cancer. That's, I don't well, know my, if that's true. My mom, but no, but example. I. My mom had breast cancer and yeah, she I was can't, about that. yeah, she, she can't have certain, she has to take like estrogen lowering pills. She had to for like 10 yeah. years and it put, mm-hmm. and then also she, there was like certain things she couldn't eat that had natural hormones in them. Yeah. So that would make sense that if you use some of those hormones for a kid, you like real, you experience get some of that out of your body. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> you realize how fucking dumb you are when you're talking. You're like, I, what is science? It gets, it gets like further, uh, exasperated when you're looking at yourself talking on a zoom call. Yeah. And you're yeah. Like, the, right. the, the, I know. The body I know. Has I'm not hair like- and hormones <laughs> and the shit comes out of it. And then you get your period. Yeah. Yeah. End. Yeah. And it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know. It's just so like for them to be talking about this and, you know, to all and to all be at really different stages and then kind of like this Charlotte storyline, like obviously we know like that this is her, you know, deepest desire. And like I, for, I, mm-hmm. I would have kind of loved to see her like really like succeed at par- like parenting, you know, what I, like mm-hmm. I'm kind of like although my god Kristen davis has like such a gift for physical comedy when she's like shuffling with the oh yeah yeah totally oh my god she's She's so so funny do you think she's she's great super funny in that and it's crazy to have because she can be so charlotte and so like goofy like at a table and be like what do you mean Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. for how quickly she was like incredibly natural and sexy and then total Mm -hmm. physical comedy within i was like she's just very talented yeah, um, yeah. This is a this is a real question that I don't know if we've ever gotten into this before. But do you think um, when Brady's older, he's going to have that memory and like and definitely <laughs> that'll be his first like thing? He is that was that Brady's first boner? The first time Brady <laughs> fi- that's going to what he goes back in his spank bank to fill a quart with? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> My God, he's, and he's got that orange drain too. Uh, <laughs> cool. the- I know the first the first shot we saw of him with his bright red hair. I was like, that's what I was. Orange rain, baby. Uh, Apparently. Uh, Apparently. (laughs) So let's make sure let's let's um I feel like we can skip past well, we can't what let's make sure we get the two big storylines um before we go too much further. We can talk about Miranda going up to the to the Mohong Mountain House on her honeymoon. Um 
Olivia, you you and I are the two married ones. Uh, did yes. you go on a honeymoon with your husband? Yes, I did. Yep. What did, um, I mean, what was it immediately after the wedding? What what was the, um, the vibe of the went, honeymoon? We went a few a few days after our, okay. our wedding. Um, and you know, we I mean, we were I got married when I was twenty three, so we were really really young, and we and you were together later, five years before that, so you've been with the yeah. same person since eighteen or nineteen. Um, we were 19 when we started dating. So, you know, like sometimes, you know, when I'm watching something like this, like when, when he gave her, um, the code to the apartment at the beginning and she was like, you gave me the code. I'm a little bit like fucking expect more for yourself. Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't, I, that's like a pet peeve that I have with this show in general, when people or in Mm -hmm. life in general, when people are like, he did the absolute barest minimum. And I'm like, (laughs) just like. I, 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 yeah. not with that, but I also try to have the lens of like, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to date someone. I've been with one person since I was 19. So I tried to be really cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. But John, yes, we did. We went on a honeymoon. We went to like a, we went to like a, a resort in Jamaica, actually. Mm-hmm. Did you and Katie go away? Yeah, we went, we did, uh, we did our honeymoon, honeymoon on our first, our one year anniversary. Oh, and- right. I mean, I, I never did a honeymoon right after a wedding, but I really liked doing that because the the mm-hmm. like craziness of the wedding was was oh done. God. We were comfortable, like we were like comfortable after a year of like this is our life, these are our routines and stuff like that. But we went to Italy and mm-hmm. it was incredible. But like we basically just like walked around Italy and just ate just cheese and yeah. noodles the entire time. And both of us, that was the, like the least sexy we felt <laughs> about ourselves our entire lives was just gassy and full of, of bread. Yeah, so it was just like an inch. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh well, this is like, food, but this is the second storyline in recent times that like, you kind of know that like Harry and Charlotte are for real and forever. You know, that mm-hmm. Miranda and Steve at this point are for real and forever. And this is the second, um, in a different way dealing with like, cool. Once you're with that person forever that you love, what is, what is the relationship gonna look like for him it's like romance and for her it's like yeah i still love you but i don't i don't like i don't want to just sit around like cuddling and fucking all day i would like to enjoy npr and and enjoy all that other stuff so what a um, what a non-sexy thing though i want to listen to steve inskeep though (laughs) (laughs) steve it's not just you i need to spend time with terry gross as well come on (laughs) iconic fashion moment I, I never when? saw, I've seen all the other ones, but I have never seen, I've seen a bunch of funny Miranda ones, but her in the woods with that, oh, that was like, that is so <laughs> yeah. fucking Miranda, but also yeah, super totally. cool too. I know. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I just, I, I love, you know, and I, I'm sure that this is why this, these are the episodes that stay with me the most, because I, I feel like, you know, whether or not, you know, we're looking at it now many, many years later, but I still feel like they are, they're showing some, um, like some daring realities of a, mm-hmm. like what a, lo- what a long-term relationship is, what, you know, pa- solo parenting is, what, co- what co-parenting when you're not together, then, you know, parenting in a marriage where you're, tra- you know, I, I have spent hundreds of hours of my life working as a postpartum doula with families that are, you know, navigating now having a new baby and, you know, trying to like still remain, um, you know, in, maintain like their romantic love. But if, you know, sure. if, if it's someone who has a partner and, and, you know, and, oh my God, getting, um, breast cancer. Like I just, 
I I hate when people um, disparage this show. Listen, there are mm. a thousand, there are a million billion things to um, poke at and pick at, and I will do them all. I love picking at shit. But when people mm. disparage it, and I'm like, how fucking dare you? These are people that are talking about fertility. They're talking about cancer. They're talking about divorce. They're talking about marriage. Like they're, ta- mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm just like, this is real, real life stuff. And mm-hmm. I love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And if you go to like, learn how to get a hand job, some, the guy may shoot some cum on your face and mm-hmm. you know, and that, that wasn't discussed on home improvement. As far as I was <laughs> concerned. That was, no. dude. You know, you know, Wilson oh. was trying to do it, but he had a he had a, he had the fence blocking. Oh, yeah. He just can't shoot <laughs> over the fence. You don't know what he was doing. You don't know what yeah. I'm. You don't know what I'm doing right sure. now. But I don't think so, Tim. Yeah. I remember. I remember one time we were talking to Olivia, and uh, and you were talking about how uh, how much. And I think I agree now that I've seen the show that it's mm-hmm. like how e- these shows were at the same time, and I think it's it's closer this has kind of been corrected culturally and like mm-hmm. lists and stuff, but mm-hmm. how obvious it'd be like Sopranos is the best show ever, but like sex in the city would, would not be um, on that. And I think it's like, yeah. as time is going by, there's like way more acknowledgement. I think since it's a comedy too, like comedies always get like a low rank, but yeah. even to in this season at this point to up their game with the storylines, they very, they wouldn't have to. They wouldn't have to do that, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, oh, I think the I, I, I go ahead, go ahead, Olivia. Oh, are you sure? I just I thought I just thought of one thing earlier that I think is really important to think about. I am not positive, but are Sarah Jessica Parker's twins were they born via gestational surrogate? I am I not, heard there's something. I don't know what is that I, true. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I might, I, okay, I, what, maybe, I what don't does even that know mean? Is that, that like that, Melissa Etheridge? Remember well, Melissa Etheridge had David Crosby's surrogates? That's all I remember. Well, so a gestational surrogate would be someone that, um, it's a, you implant your, um, embryo into, so they carry your baby. So uh, oh, they were, gotcha. they were yeah. it says it says Parker and Broderick's twin daughters, Marion and Tabitha, were born via surrogacy. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I I knew it. Oh, knew it. cool. Okay. So yeah, I knew that that was true. So I also I also think that this is likely a very, very powerful example of the people involved in the show bringing sure. their their mm. re, like their real life experiences because at this point, sure. uh, how you totally. know how old were how old were these women this is uh, this is yeah. not just this is not just the character's reality this is the actresses mm-hmm. playing them this mm-hmm. is also their reality and you know i, I know the twin that the twins were born later than this but i just think that that's another um interesting kind of yeah. thing you know totally. that's the thing on her on mind that. maybe at that point yeah. she was dealing with that yeah. stuff you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. totally i yeah i think the miranda steve thing the thing that i thought was oh, yeah. interesting about that is like and then we we can get to the other stuff real, real quick because I think the Miranda Steve thing is like it's interesting to play up the thing of like Miranda, you know, being like, I want my space. But like that has I mean, you two have been on honeymoons like that's got to be a real thing. And then oh, totally. also she brings in the thing about like sacrifice in a marriage where Steve is like, it's my time, too. And they mm-hmm. it seemed to be able to do a meet like when Steve was like, yeah, and these are the only four days I get off work it seemed to be a good like meeting in the mm-hmm. middle kind of thing that mm-hmm. seems very real, especially to a couple who's gone through that kind of relationship 
and then to decide to get married later where they've already had a kid and they've already broken up and now they're back together and that kind of thing. I yeah. thought it was I thought it was I actually swear. a pretty real thing for both parties. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah. I although, agree. Although doesn't Steve own you. the bar? Isn't he? Isn't he the owner of the bar? Can he I guarantee just get away for you a little that bit? Steve doesn't know how to work whatever kind of like what whatever Google Calendar was back then. He has no idea. Yeah. I'll also, say that Steve is pretty jacked. He looked pretty yeah. good in bed. He looked very, looked, very jacked. And also, uh, wait, John, of, John, as, into Steve. as a as a business owner, is that how it works? If you own a business, you just get as much time off as you want. I feel like you, as much <laughs> as anyone, should know that no, you work more. No, but if you're on your if you're on your honeymoon, you can probably take six or seven days off rather than just be like i only got four i don't yeah. know it's all i got that's true that's true yeah. um uh the let's talk uh, we we talked a little bit about samantha um mm-hmm. uh, one thing that one thing that interested me in the samantha thing is the nun that was there is played by julia sweeney, julia sweeney. former former yes. snl or like snl cast member julia sweeney oh um, wow and she did yeah. an amazing job as the nun and i thought they actually played the nun thing very real because i think it's interesting i mean kevin like you used to live up the street from a nun i remember like we would see her walking up the street sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah then i would always be like hey do you masturbate and she would never respond but it was like a and she would be like until this moment i never never thought about it it, yeah (laughs) yeah i think they played that well of like this nun is like i'm sitting here trying to get a you know an appointment too for breast cancer. It was, was nice the, to watch Samantha give her like do her a solid too. Like Samantha, I, know, co- I, I so, thought it was like, so cool. Booking her so in the seven forty five was like moments. like just solid Samantha. I yeah, agree. I thought. I thought. I agree. Period. I thought. I I thought the way that they they handled the, the Samantha cancer thing, it was cool because. Um, there's a level of seriousness to it. And there was also a level of it. Like it doesn't turn Samantha into this. Like, what am I like? She's still very much Samantha and she's still very much like, yeah. 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 And like, and that doesn't mean also that you can't see like a little fear or a little of like, you know, she's off kilter. I think the thing that they set up for the future episodes were, will clearly be like, Oh, Whoa. Like, uh, how's Smith going to deal with this? And like him finding out, um, which I think will be interesting, which I, I feel like he'll rise to the occasion, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys, I, this is like, this is one of those episodes that was so packed full of stuff. I truly feel like we yeah. just scratched the surface. Yeah. Olivia, you, you yeah. brought up so many great things. And like uh, when you, when you mentioned that there's like resources and materials and like, you're willing to have another conversation. I love do it. Do you think while we're doing our Cosmo rating, where we rate the episode from one to five mm-hmm. Cosmos, you mm-hmm. could think of like one or two resources that the listener may be able to access, uh, like off the top of your head, if there's like a book or a website or, or maybe it's just, um, reaching out to you and you could guide them from there. I don't want to put uh, you too much in the spot, but you no, know, that's okay. I, yes, I will. Yes, I will think. And okay. we'll, <laughs> cool. I'll see. I'll, we'll, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. We'll go ahead and do our rating then. Okay. Um, um and then you can cool. do your rating after that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll go. I'll go first. Or do you want to do okay. all at the same time? I'm gonna give this a 4.5. I thought it was it was a, a incredibly um, intense episode. There was so much depth to it. I think even after this discussion, I realized that there's even more depth than I originally thought. I thought mm. the Miranda storyline was extremely relevant. The the Samantha storyline was was great. I like really watched. I liked watching her kind of 
earn a spot in line because she usually always gets like what she wants because of who she is and who she knows. And so like watching her angle that and then do the solid for the nun was great. Um, uh, I could have used more of a um, Charlotte storyline. I think like, like I really liked what you said, Olivia, if Charlotte, if they like played Charlotte and she is just kicking ass as a mom and Brady's just loving it. And Mm -hmm. she's like not calling Miranda to be like, Brady saw me having sex, but if she like, and they started going there because she was like packing mm-hmm. all the applesauce and she had all the snacks. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. if you would have just truly seen her in her element, that would have been like really a special moment. But amazing yeah. episode, 4.5. Loved it. Loved the discussion. Um, I'm going to go 4.5 also. Uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking 4.25 and then I was thinking 4.75. And there's, there's, enough, there's enough flux on either side. I mean, also, I thought about this. I was like, these ratings, you know, what what happens if I give it a 6.1? <laughs> what, 10 oh. years from now, someone's going to unsubscribe and kill me? Who cares? <laughs> anyway, 4.5. Um, Did you say that? We, but you'll never give one a 6.1. You'll never do I it. I won't. I won't. I won't. You're right. I want I you I, to. I, 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 want I respect you to. rules. I respect rules too much to break them. Um 4.5. Uh, I think there were a lot of really solid conversations like the playground conversation. And I, we didn't really talk about it, but one thing, well, one thing that really stuck two two set design moments that stuck out to me. One Charlotte having all those applesauce thing and having the Barnum's animal crackers. I was like, mm-hmm. that's childhood right there. And then the other mm-hmm. thing was, um, Petrovsky reading an art forum magazine while lying on the bed. And there's a come to Garcon's. I think it's come to Garcon's like ad. And like, they nail such a like, older art world guy that he's just like mm-hmm. leisurely reading our world magazine. But I think, um, the, the talk him and Carrie have at the very end where he's like, that's already passed for me, but being a parent's an extraordinary thing and you should do it if you want. And I don't want to, I don't know if he said, I don't want to hold you from that, but he like encouraged her into that. And that I feel like is such a discussion that like we were saying, you are dating someone, you're at these stages in life and you have to have serious discussions. That was very real. And I feel like, so another one of our listeners said this in the Instagram thing, they were like, Petrovsky is kind of refreshing because he is so blunt about things. And I will say like, he is upfront about a lot of those things and the most upfront here. Would, yeah. Yeah, people would do better to do that in relationships, probably. So, yeah, four point no six point one. All right, hey. go Whoa. okay. Um, the the you gave it the old Dolby surround sound review. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, I am also going to give it a four point five. Um, and mm-hmm. it's because I think sometimes I think this is like almost a perfect episode, except a lot of the times that you want to give something a perfect score is when there's like some, I don't know, conclusion. And this was like just kind of threads out there, but I thought it was one of the better episodes that they've done probably even better than some episodes I've given better scores, but it mm-hmm. just like kind of leaves you hanging in a lot of ways. But I, I thought the Petrovsky moment was pretty interesting. I think the, that conversation with them, like, I don't know, like if that were in the mouth, like, that conversation has been had by so many real people. And even if it's not baby related, like I think at this point being 35 and just older people, you've, you've had breakup conversations that are not just like, fuck you. 
that are just and I I saw that with them that I'm like man that is that's one of those sad parts of growing up that like you could really care about someone and just be like you want you need this I need this like this isn't gonna so that was also another realistic thing of like watching Carrie maybe find someone who's like great and she sees all of these things and it still might not work out that's Mm -hmm. that was great Mm -hmm. and then um yeah a lot of good comedic moments too that uh for such a heavy episode um that i think was just really really strong in general Mm -hmm. yeah steve's Mm -hmm. butt great great to see that oh yeah great Great bubble steve's great to see his butt before he fucking washed her hair i was like please don't (laughs) Yeah. Don't. Yeah. I, I, didn't I, go I, well. I literally wrote Steve. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, I also gave it four point five. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Perfect I, scores. Yeah, I. You know, like so many things we've said before, like just a lot of really, really nuanced and deep conversations happening here. I think it's not a mistake at all that they chose the other person in the waiting room to be a nun. Um, mm-hmm. I feel, I think that that's, you know, intended to show that mm. real life, sh- real life shit is happening to every person it's happening. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think part of it was also because, you know, a nun is someone who for the most part hasn't had a child as well. Like I, I think that was mm. supposed to be in, in parallel, but I also think mm. it was intended to show that these things are happening to everyone. It's happening to you, whether you're the head of a PR firm, it's happening to you, whether you are a nun. I love the small detail of when Brady broke the vase and he was just like, oh, whatever. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was like, oh, my God, spoken like a parent, actually. Mm-hmm. And when you think about yeah. in the in the past, when some kind of small thing has like gone awry for them and they've kind of like flipped the fuck out. And I was like, oh, I think that was a nod to like his maturity. Like he's a, mm-hmm. you know, what, whatever we think about him in a relationship, like mm-hmm. he's a parent, he's a parent. He was like not flustered. Whereas you know, mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. she's trying to get the, the carriage down and all the bags and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I love to see this type of conversation. And I don't know if when you started watching the show, you expected that then we'd be talking about someone's fertile window. Mm-hmm. But, that, <laughs> but that's reality. And that's the reality mm-hmm. of life for, you know, women. And a good resource that I thought of is All Bodies Health. Um, they're on Instagram. It's at All Bodies Health. And they also mm-hmm. have a, a great website. And they provide sort of like a, a 2020 um, health and sex ed. And there's a lot of really, really valuable classes, including a free class, that, um, a, a video course that I encourage everyone to watch. And it is about the history of um, racism in modern obstetrics and gynecology. And I mm. really encourage everyone to watch that and have an understanding of that. And then also to look at their other resources to gain more information. And then I seriously mean it. You could message me and I'll send you resources because you know, forget comedy and forget everything else. Like this is what I feel mm. most passionate about. And thank you for the opportunity to get to talk about it. Yes. All bodies guide to masturbation. For those with we, vulvas. Penis orgasms. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Olivia, where, where can people find you if they want to ask you questions? Oh yeah. Just on Instagram at Olivia Petzi. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Come find we'll, post about, we'll post about this Instagram as well. Amazing. This is great. Yeah. Olivia, yeah. thank you so much for, for doing this with us. Oh it was God. such a pleasure. Uh, we've been waiting to have you on the show uh, for, for a long time now. And uh, it was thank so you. such a treat to be able to chat with you and, and gain your insights. So thank, thank you so much. You. I sincerely feel so lucky to get to be on the show because I love all of you. And I really mean it when I say that I'm super grateful to 
for us, um, you know, for adults to have had a conversation about all of this stuff um, that is public because I think it's so important. And Mm -hmm. I'm super appreciative that you didn't like back away from that. I think it's really cool Mm -hmm. and it is fucking respectful to women to not back away from that. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. Please um, give us a, uh, a review on the, the iTunes and uh, check Olivia out on uh, the gram. And uh, we can't thank you <laughs> enough. And Olivia, our sign off because yeah. Aiden, Aiden calls uh, uh, Carrie a tater, a potato at some point or something. <laughs> and so our sign off is later taters. Can you can you sign off for us today? All yeah, you have to say yeah, is well, late. All you have to say is later taters. Yep. Okay. 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 Happy birthday, Kevin. And later taters. (laughs) Later. (laughs) Later. (laughs) The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.